What's up, guys? Jason Payne, your host of the Sexy Business Status Podcast, and it is my pleasure to host one of my good buddies and a a very uh, large and in charge like guy. That. Large and in charge. Yeah. I'm five nine, so I never get that. Okay. So my guy, Michael Burnoff. Michael Burnoff in the house. Michael, what's up, brother? Super excited to be here, brother. Yeah, appreciate absolutely. it, Jason. I love that. Large and in charge. Large and in I'll, charge. Yeah, I'll take that yeah. any day of the week. There you go. Sexy podcasts. Yeah. yeah. What we do? Make it so, happen. So sexy business status and then the podcast, the business of it behind it is about having your business being appealing and sexy. Yes. Somewhere where people want to work, where it's like, I think of out loud, Quick Trip, Chick-fil-A, yep. in and out Get their food chains. It's a gas station. It but sexy. It's sexy. It's appealing. Like if you if you on one corner circle K and one is a quick trip, you're going to quick trip. Yep. Right? Just is. And one's Burger King or McDonald's and one's in and out. You're going in and out. Yep. Right. And I believe that not everybody, you don't, not every business needs to be a McDonald's or Burger King. They can, you can own and you can build an in and out. You can have that sexy, appealing business where people want to come and work for you. You're not begging to have people and, and, you know, like just desperate for people to come work for you. You can create a culture and environment and scale a business that doesn't have capacity issues where they can come and want to come work for you and build something amazing. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I think every, every business has that ability, but a lot of times we look at these other companies, we try to be like them. Everybody's got their own sexy. Right. And that's sort of thing. you make roof sexy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You make, you make this podcast industry sexy and that's the big thing. And I, I believe it's not about copying other people. It's about finding out your own sex appeal inside of what you're doing. Totally. Love it, love it. So, uh, July nineteenth. Yes, having you on stage, super jacked up. Right you better be there. Lunch. If you don't know about being there yet, you watch this, and I guarantee you're gonna want to be there. Yeah, buddy. Oh, and so Michael's gonna be there. He's one of the keynotes. But we have Natalie Dawson. We have Andy Elliott. Nice. We have Tommy Mello, Carlos nice. Reyes. The real people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jo- Do you know Jordan Adler? Of course. Oh, so Jordan. Oh yeah, yeah you know Jordan. I've known Jordan whole. since I was in my twenties. Oh, for yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I'm yeah, not he, 20 anymore. He's, he's a little sniper. He's a little quiet, little little back end. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been a buddy of mine for not since I was 20. But um, uh, yeah, and then Nick and I are going to obviously, you know, throw it down too. So we're excited. Now, the be- my favorite part of having you come speak and why I asked you to come speak is because- Should I take notes to make sure I do this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're like, okay, make sure. Don't, <laughs> make don't, co- cover this. Yeah. Bring this back up. Yeah. yeah. Um, is communication. Yep. So it's a sales-based conference. It's a yep. one-day conference. Going hard, uh, you got the master, the master closer, right? Andy Elliott and those guys, and Natalie Dawson, who's you know built you know multiple nine figure companies, and but your niche that I love and that maybe it's because I suck so bad that I want to learn so much from you. You don't suck at uh, it. You're, you're 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 downplaying it. I, I have I have a lot of a long ways to go. Is I don't know if it's the eloquence, but communication, yep. and how like we talked about it off camera how who took a class in communication or public speaking or like. No, nobody did that, but that's all we do day in and day out is communicate, whether yes. it's email, text message, phone call, face-to-face, podcasts, Zooms, like all we're doing all day is communicating to other yes. people all in different time. ways. How, how vital is that when it comes to the sales niche of if you communicate in a certain way, you can absolutely dominate it in any industry in sales? Well, it, it, doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter really what you do. And in any industry, anything you're selling, anything going on, we're selling all the time is that communication, we believe, is the most underdeveloped and underutilized asset that we all have to getting anything we want in this world. So 
We communicate with ourselves in the morning to get to the gym, to get out of bed. We communicate whether we're happy or not. My daughter's a figure skater. She communicates on the ice, in a move, with those judges. There's communication going on every minute of the day. So what we say to our students is you cannot not communicate. And that's two negatives, which means your ass is communicating 24-7, seven days a week, whether you like it or not. Even when you're dead, you're communicating because people are thinking about you. You're sending a message, I'm not here. See, if you're not calling somebody, you're communicating. So when right. you're a salesman and you're not calling somebody, guess what? You're communicating. Yeah. So if you're going to be communicating in life, and that's the thing we're doing, we should be exceptional at it. And that's my favorite thing is to teach people how to be just incredible. So the first part that you said that I absolutely love is getting out of the gym, going to the gym, yep. wake up in the morning. Yep. We Because we think of communication as an outer connection with somebody yes. else. Yes, yes. But your first part was intercommunication. Like we we talk to ourselves about getting up or pressing that snooze button. We talk, we I'm I'm a huge advocate about personal development, yep. working out every day, yep. all that kind of stuff. Huge like I've worked you like to work like, out? Uh I've worked out for 130 days in a row. Okay, so I hate working so out. And I don't work out. And you you're gonna be like, why not? No, I don't work out. I train. See, workout yeah. to me, workout to me means shit that I don't want to do. Workout to me means I say to myself, um, I'm gonna do it and don't. So for years, I'm like, mm. I got to work out. I got to work out. Workout is something I did when I was in high school. Now, for you, it works. So that's a trigger word for you. Sure. So the word workout to you, 130 days, you feel good. I think, Yeah, I think a positive, awesome, beneficial. I don't like working out. I like training. Okay. We do the same thing. I found a word that works for me. And I feel a lot of people, what happens is even words like sales, they say, I got to sell. I got a cold call. Like, why do they call it cold calling? It's the dumbest word I've ever heard. Think about it. You tell your people, we got to make cold calls today. You gotta, it's Arizona. It's 109 degrees out today. Why yeah. are we cold calling? How about we call some people we don't know yet and we share a product with them? Cold calling means scary. Nobody likes to be cold. Cold's uncomfortable. Why are we using words that don't work for us? So we've got to really examine, like, when we say things to ourselves, what do they mean? So if you're having trouble working out, switch the word. Exercise. Train. Find a word that means something to you and will drive you. Because mm. if it's been three weeks and it's not working, guess what? It never will. So when I said when I said work out, the trigger for you is like not my jam. I don't do that whatsoever. I, but I, you I, say train, and you're like love language. Like workout to me, that goes back to high school. So I played mm. hockey growing up as a kid. I was 13 years old. Got to work out because that was the rule back in then. Like you gotta be 13 for your body to be mature enough to work out. So I go to work out, and workout back then was don't get beat up. So I work out. Be strong so I could make the team. Uh, impress women, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm part of the team culture. So I'm at 35 years old years ago, and I couldn't work out. I couldn't figure out why. Well, impressing women 35 and married is probably a bad idea. Okay? <laughs> and I'm just going to be honest, right? Beating sure. people up goes to jail these days, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't playing hockey at that same level, and I was not on a team. Mm. So workout was attached to something that didn't serve me anymore. So when I started doing Spartan races, I was training. Mm -hmm. And then I realized Joe, training. Uh, yeah, Joe DeSena. Joe DeSena, yeah. yeah. So do you know Joe? Uh, I saw him speak at uh, Grant Cardone's event. Okay, I could probably yeah. make a connection at some point yeah, there. good dude. So, great guy. So, the point is, when I did Spartan races, I trained. So, I realized that word worked for me. I'm not saying anyone watching this, that's their word. I just want to tell you that the words we use impact our neurology, what goes on inside of our head. So, people pay me the big bucks to switch a couple words in their presentation for sales. But when it comes to selling ourselves, we've got to learn what words drive us to do things. You know, the crazy part you said about working out takes you back to... High school days. Yep. And same with me, my high school days, I loved it. Baseball, so baseball, basketball, football. And I loved where I loved the two a days. I love sweating. I love getting yelled yep. at in the jump ropes and yep. the and the and the snatches and the squats and the power cleans and and all that. Like that take me back to there. Like that's my happy place. I yes. love that. So the the workout word for me is it takes me back to there. Yep. And I'm like, I, I loved that that training, like getting on the, that platform to me is like yes. 
And now that I do it as a 35 year old, not a 16 year old, like it's, it's the same thing. It's just 20 years later. It's, it's fantastic. And it works for you. And it works for me too. Like I could literally say work out if I have to, it's not like the devil. Yeah. I'm just saying I found a word that works better. And a lot of people, it's like when you pick up your kids from school, right? And you say to them, how was your day? You ever done this? Uh, yeah. And I know, I, you, I remember you teaching this. I, what, what, what's the typical response people say? It was good. It was okay. And you want my kids depressed. My kids got problems. Your kid is nothing wrong. You had a dumb question. You get a dumb answer. Sure. So we've got to realize like that triggers something inside of somebody to say that. So in sales, it's a series of triggers. It's a series of buttons we push. And if we can learn about ourselves, we can also learn it. Same thing happens to other people. Every word we say sets off a different chemical reaction inside of another person's brain, including ourselves. That's, I can go deeper on this. I just got to, yeah. no, 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 uh, let, let's it. get scenario. No, on everybody. No, you're good. So, so, Going going back to the the working out part, and then to like you said with with your daughter and ice skating, yep. and when she's she's communicating to herself, to her body, and then to the judges, yep. to going back and forth. Like you just said, it's it's the the there's so much more about communication that goes on in your brain, yep. and talk talk about the 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 biology, I guess, of your body and communication of how you can connect with somebody or not like the whole cold call. Like, like you said, it's 109 in Phoenix right now. Like there's nothing. Why are we cold cold calling? Well, you're already setting yourself up for failure just by, just by going about that. I, in the mornings, personal development yes. is, is, a, is a, a trigger word in a great way for me. Yes. Jason, go read 10 pages. Screw you. Hey, Jason, go work on personal development today, for an hour. I'll do two hours. Two hours. Yes. Um, uh, exactly. But you don't want to read. I hate reading. You also don't want to be told what to do. Yes. So when you tell yourself, go do it. So today is my day to do personal development, which means it's your choice. So that's right. the thing. When you're marketing to people or marketing to yourself, you've got to realize certain people like to be told what to do. They need to be told what to do. And other people, usually type A people, they don't want to be told what to do. Right. So if you told me it would be a good idea for me to do this, I'm probably not going to want to do it. <laughs> which is true. So with, with all of the, there's, there's, I don't know if it's hundreds or thousands of different types of personalities and ways to communicate and people that receive it and give it yep. and the, the whole disc type stuff. Yep. What, I mean, obviously you can go on forever on this cause this is, this is your, your, this is an ADD this. version of a conversation. Just so everything. Yes. Know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So, but just the reader's digest version of it, like a disc profile. Everybody knows that it's corporatized. It's all that stuff. What, what would you recommend for, so I have eight sales reps that okay. sell roofing. Yep. Right. And when you go to a house, you might have an engineer yep. that wants a line item by line item, step by step, all the crazy crap. And then you get a type A like me, like, bro, the roof 15 grand, cool, here's a check, I'm out. I got crap to do. How, what advice would you give to somebody to, or a class or a website? Even what's it's your own, totally fine. Yep. Right. Whatever it is, what could I give even to my eight sales reps that they could better their communication to know how to communicate with people that don't communicate the way that they communicate? Yeah. So the first thing is we need to get people into a process out of the process they're in. So right off the bat, most people, well, let's, let's play a little game real quick and yeah. I'll, I'll give something to everybody here. This will help them out is here's the little game. You like the water? It's good. Love it. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, I'll talk Look, about that it's later. Clean. It's clean. It's really clean. Yeah. yeah. Brought water to the event. Uh, so what's, what's interesting about it is anytime you're dealing with people, do you know what mindset all people are in when you first meet them? It's only one place everybody is. Is it defense? It isn't exactly defense, is, and it's not even that they're closed-minded. It's that they were going to do what they were going to do at that moment, and then you showed up. Mm. Even if the appointment's set, they have a plan of how they do their life, and then you're in their way. 
So knowing that going in, we walk in typically excited. We walk in passionate. We're like pumped to see them. Sure. That's not really where we want to get people's excited. We want to get them, we want to get their attention. So typically the thing that I do is I recognize most people are closed-minded when you first meet them. They already have their mind made up one way or another about you. They have their mind made up whether I'm going to buy it or not right off the bat. So our job is to get their attention on anything other than what they're already doing. So the first thing I typically do is I would walk up and I would say something like this. I'd say, uh, let's say we're talking your roofing. I'd walk up and I'd say, so let me ask you a question. How familiar are you with State 48's roofing process? Like how, how familiar are you with our process? Yeah, not, at all. Say, not, not at all. Okay. So do you have a few minutes for me to go over this quick four-step process? Take me about 90 seconds? Sure. Okay. What's amazing is I have now taken you out of your process and you've now entered into my process. So mm -hmm. the reason I'm not really one of these disc test people or anything, because you never know what's going on in someone's life. The biggest type A could be going through a divorce right now. Totally. And he goes into a different scenario. Kid could be sick. Something could be going on. We all become different at different times. So I'm predominantly 99% D on dominant and influence. Like those two, sure. 99, I don't, have any, I don't even know what the other two are. Yeah. Like, I, do you even know what they are? I don't even know what they yeah. are. S and C, I have no clue what no, they are. Not a, so, couldn't even tell me. I don't so even know when I'm working with people, my outcome is, is to get them out of the process they're in, into a process that we both agree to be in. So think about that. I want okay. you to understand that. So that's all okay. a commercial company does. So when I get hired to work with big commercial companies to, to get them to sell billions, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars with advertising to somebody, to sell a product to somebody, when we get brought in, the interesting thing is they're watching their TV. They're in the middle of the day. How do we join together and have an experience together for 30 seconds to a few minutes? So is it like a commonality then? Well, I would ask you this. So let me ask you a question. We're going to get started with this meeting. How much time are we working with right now? Uh, 45 minutes. Let's say that was for our, let's just say we're walking for a roofing meeting. How much time are we working with to go over this? 30 minutes. Got 30 minutes. Okay. So this will take like 30 seconds and set us off on the right foot. How familiar are you with State 48's roofing process? Uh, not at all. It's four steps. I could take about 30 seconds and explain it. Is that cool if I go over with you real quick? Sure. Okay. Now, the reason I do that is I have now got you to agree that we're going to go into a process. Think of this like going to a water park. I have now taken somebody up a set of like stairs and you go up a set of stairs, a ladder and on the bottom up top, you ever been to like great wolf lodge? Mm -hmm. Okay. There's like go, you go up the stairs. There's three different slides. They all end in the same pool. The pool is you're going to buy from me, but I don't care what slide. Maybe it's this one. Maybe it's the tube. Maybe it's the wedgie slide that goes straight down. Sure. My outcome is to get you up that ladder to agree that we're just going to look at the pool down there. So what I do is I ask you that question. Then I'm going to tell you where we're going. See, if I tell you where we're going, it didn't matter where you wanted to go. I'm just going to tell you where we're going. So I got four quick steps. Um, do you mind if I go over this real quick? And if any time you want me to slow down, I will. Let's just act this out real quick. Sure, sure. So first step is um, I want to make sure we get along. We're a relationship-based company, not a roofing company. So if we don't get along, I'm going to be in your house for three weeks um, hanging out with you. Are you cool to make certain we get along to see if this works? Sure. sure step sure. two is um, I'll find out exactly what you're looking for. You tell me what you like and don't like about your current situation. And once I know... Step three is I'll show you what we got, and then you can pick what's best for you. You cool with uh, just we get started, seeing if we like each other? Sounds good. You have now agreed in advance that I'm able to pitch you. You have now agreed to the process. So instead of trying to find out what personality people are, I get them on the road. I immediately skip all of that, and I put everybody immediately in the process. Because if you agree you'll walk that line with me, then I can figure out how fast we want to go. Now, you might say, Michael, I just want to get to the point. It's so fantastic. We can skip the relationship, skip what we want, how about we just get straight into pricing? Step three is good. So what's amazing is I draw out for you where we're headed 
and I take your attention off of what you were already considering doing. So my question, so you said it, you asked me how much time we're looking at for, mm-hmm. for the process, 30 minutes. You said 30 seconds. Yep. How come you didn't go back to or focus on the 30 minutes at all? I will. I will. But I know how much time I'm working with. It'll take me 30 seconds to explain this. I now know how fast I need to get there. Okay, yeah. In 30 seconds, I will explain to you where we're going. As soon as you agree to where we're going, it doesn't matter how far we get today. It could be the relationship part. I could show you what we have, what you like and don't like. And number three is then we could take you immediately into the next part. So what's fascinating is it's more important that I get you on my process and we join together on this process and you agree it's a good idea than me try to build a big relationship with you and I could be heading the wrong direction. Mm. So, because I like I like the time part because we uh, it's something that I teach my sales guys. I say, hey, what are, you know, how, how much time do we have? Because you might have a, well, just like just like a speaking thing. Hey, yep. how much how much time does Michael need? Oh, he needs uh, thirty or forty five or sixty yep. or whatever. So we're like, hey, uh, twenty five minutes piece of cake. So I ask them, hey, how much time do you need so I can I can build out the schedule? Yes, right. And I said, now I think need- of the how I language this. So let me ask you a question: How much time are we working with here? So it's a mutual agreement of you're willing to commit X time, and then I'm willing to be done by that much time. Yep. You tell right? me. Yep. You okay. tell me how long. Thirty minutes. Yep. Got so thirty. We got thirty. We have thirty minutes. Notice I keep on saying, who's yeah. got 30 minutes? Yeah, 30 minutes. We've got 30 minutes. We have 30 minutes. You see this? Yeah. So I don't say, so how much time do you have? Why? Well, it's not I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. It's hurt. not about you. Right. If this doesn't become a we, we got a problem. So my job is to get this to become a we thing, because it is going to take a we to make this work, isn't it? So how much time are we working with today? Now, what's interesting is I didn't ask you how much time you have. I have how much time do we have? It's a pattern interrupt. How many times have you been asked that in your life? How many times has anyone ever said those exact words to you? Mm, Officially never. never. So if it's never experienced it before, you have a brand new neural pathway, which means it's never happened. So your mind is like, got it. This is brand new. Never done this before. Does that mean like my brain wants to like entertain it? Your brain is like, we don't know what to exactly do here. And if we don't know exactly what to do, we're going to need help. This guy can help me. Ah, that's so it pulls on that part. Okay. Okay. So instantly you say to somebody, you would say to a guy, listen, how much time are we working with today? 30 minutes. Great. So take me about 30 seconds to explain our entire four-step process. And um, by the time we're done with this, you'll understand exactly where we are and where we're going. Now you know we're headed somewhere. So the powerful part is when you don't know how long it's going to take, you're uncomfortable. So if you walk in, the biggest reason why you want to do the time is to get people comfortable. How much time it's going to be like, how long is this going to take? 30 minutes. And in the next 30 seconds, you'll understand where we're going. I'm jumping all over the place, but no, this no, is helpful. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another another thing that I personally, I don't know if I teach it or it just for me, something that I did with my wife, been married 10 years, five kids, and we had this thing where going- Did you say five years, 10 kids? Or 10 years, five kids? 10 years, five kids. Okay, make sure was you get it, that correct. That, I don't know, but it, it sounded strong. I was yeah. like, that's- That's, that's right. impressive. He figured out how to have kids quicker. Like, yeah. <laughs> show me the math behind that. Um, so- T- example. Hey, uh, will you take out the trash? You've probably heard this a thousand times. Hey, take out the trash. Okay. Uh, cool. You know, seven, eight, nine o'clock comes by and the trash still isn't taken out. I haven't done it. And she, Did she gets, asked you to t- put it out. She asked me to take it out. Yeah. Hey, we'll take out the trash. Sure. No problem. I didn't say, I didn't say when, and she didn't say when. And so it is the, the thing I use, at least for me, my trigger is deadlines for guys. Yep. I don't know if that's a thing. I it's made it a, up. It's a thing. If it's a thing, cool. If not, I, I made it up and I teach people and it's a made up version of it yep. <laughs> because I, 
So seven, eight, nine o'clock comes by. This is a true story, actually. Yep. And she gets pissed at me. She takes it out, you know, no bra, pissed off in the middle of the night, going to the street, dumps it, and she comes back, and I come lay down. I'm like, why are you pissed? Why are you mad? She's like, I actually take out the freaking trash. And I was like, I, I was going to, but then flip it, you know, as, as we talk through it and walk through it and go through it, then it's like, hey, will you make sure you do X task, whether it's trash can or not? Will you do this by before you go to bed? So if I go to bed at, 12, at midnight at 11.59, that trash can's going out to the street. Yes. Maybe sooner, but but that deadline of before you go to bed or before dinner or before you leave for uh, uh, hockey practice, Yep. whatever. And and also with the kids, hey, will you make sure you clean up your room before we go to dinner with mom, Grammy and Grandpa or whatever? Yep. What What is the, is it only guys or is that just in it's, general, it's like, is it a deadline? It, it, it's more than a deadline. It's actually a location time. And I know it's, it's a whole it's, can it's, of worms, it's, but. It's, no, no, it's wonderful. So one, then remind me, I'm going to talk about response too, because I'm going to help you with this thing with your wife too, because response is 99% of the problem in communication is response, mm. listening, and then responding. So I'll, I'm going to teach you something super cool for everyone watching this here sure. in a couple of minutes. Super important. So when you say before we leave and get in the car at seven, let's make certain that's thrown away. What's interesting about it is you've drawn a picture, a sound and a feeling and you'll feel good. It was taken care of. So let's create a win and make everybody happy before we leave. That's a feeling. So at seven o'clock today, before we get in the car and we leave at seven fifteen, and the trash is thrown out, everybody wins. Mm. what's going to possibly trigger is, hey, family, we're leaving in 15 minutes. Got to get it done. So the more trigger you can create for somebody, it's like telling somebody, hey, listen, the next time you see hear someone say the word roof or they mention to you a leak, I want you to think of us. So you're giving people a location and a time and a way to do that. See how powerful that is? Sure, sure. Hey, dude, if you think of anybody needs a roof. No, no, no. The next time somebody says roof or hail or leak, or um, new home, I want you to think of us. Mm. Now it's like time, time, time. Do you got that? Yeah. So it's for guys, but- It's like trigger words that they can focus on, so when they're mentioned, the trigger word is now affiliated with you. That's what we want to do. We want to create create the way we can help people. So with your wife, this is interesting. So let's just play a scenario real quick. Sure. She says, you didn't throw it out, I'm mad. So you said, why are you mad, correct? Right. You knew why she was mad. Because, I, because I didn't take the trash out. What did you say immediately afterwards? Um, that particular time, I probably said, she, oh, said, I said, why are you mad? She says, why are you mad? You didn't throw out the trash, and then what did you say? We're just making up a yeah. scenario. Who yeah, knows? I was, was going to take it out. I was going to take it out before I went to bed. Got it. Skip all that. So all she wanted at that moment is, you're right, I didn't throw it out. Accountability. Well, it's more than even accountability. It's, it's literally where was she at mentally at that moment? So where we got to get the level of communication we can get to is to figure out what does this person want right now? So this person feels that you were wrong and they were right. Correct. Mm -hmm. So is it time to prove that we were right and they were wrong or is it time to move on to the next thing? Yeah. Like uh, apologize. And and well, I don't think we even need to apologize. I don't even think we need to say anything. You could say, you know what? You were right. I didn't throw it out. Mm. And what is she going to say at that moment? She doesn't really have anything to go off of. There's nothing left. Right. (laughs) So a lot of times we go into defense mode because our natural tendency or we want to tell a story. Mm -hmm. Like, have you ever had an employee be late? Uh, Not today. But but (laughs) I don't think you ever had one ever be late. I think you've had late with a reason. Mm -hmm. But has anyone ever been like, I'm late, seven minutes, and I am? I have to. Have you ever heard that? No. 
Okay. Well, There's always an excuse behind it. Got always. It. Got it. So if we start as people, you're right. I am late, or you're right, the trash is still in the house. And I bet that's super annoying. And I bet the time that I had in my head was different than the one you had in your head. Thank you for throwing it out. That sounds crazy. But it's amazing is you have now diffused the entire situation. Thanks. Now she could bring up, but you don't get it. You did 50 other things wrong. That's a whole nother story. Sure, you sure. could have fixed those as well. But our natural tendency, our response to things is one of our biggest issues. And I can go on to that. I'll cover that at the live event where there. Sure. Response to most people, even when somebody calls to cancel or they're upset or they're bothered, there's a response that you can give to people that literally will probably save you 70% of your sales. What do you say when somebody calls and complains? I know it doesn't happen in your company, but every so, once in a while, there's oh, no, an impossible person to deal with. No, it's part of life. We're, yeah. all, we're all humans. 75 employees. Phone we're rings. We're about to make a mistake. Phone rings. What happens? Um, they call, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll talk to them, and I'll ask them, hey, so tell them, this is what, this is what I do. Now, I also eat, sleep, drink Grant Cardone and what he teaches yep. and uh, always agree. Yep. So I always do that. Hey, what, uh, m- hey, Mr. Homeowner. Yep. Um, you know, I heard you had this issue, this problem. You followed the com- uh, ROC complaint, one-star review. Like, hey, like, talk to, talk to me. You're what's calling them. I'm calling them. What if they call you? If they call me? Oh, yeah. hey, Mr. Homeowner, what's up? How can I help? Yep. Are we role-playing? And they, yeah. you know, they start getting mad at you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You didn't expect the phone call, did you? No. Okay, and they're mad. Yeah. What was happening prior to them getting mad? Do you think they picked up the phone and got mad, or you think their wife or husband fired them up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, some Something triggered them. A picture, a video, uh, one of my guys doing something wrong, a spouse or a partner, uh, a neighbor, something, uh, you know, something already triggered them to elevate their- They're at the highest level of pissed offness, correct? Yes. Okay, and they want to be heard. Yeah. Correct? So this is crazy what I'm going to teach you, and it's going to sound counterintuitive. And I wonder if Grant teaches this, but this is something I've been doing now for 20 years, and it's amazing. Okay. So, you know Mill Avenue? Sure. Mill Avenue, back in the day, you were not allowed to park on the street. Biggest reason you couldn't park on the street, I couldn't figure out why on the weekends you couldn't park on the street. Do you know why you couldn't park on the street? No. It's a crazy reason. The biggest reason you couldn't park on the street is if you go to a bar, get drunk, and get in a fight, you could walk to your car, get your gun, and go back up and take care of a problem. Mm. If you've got to walk a mile and come back with your gun, you're upset, you're sober, and you realize it's a bad idea. So what we need to do is create time and distance right now. Mm. So when this person calls pissed off and Create mad, time and distance. I okay. would say to you, Jason, you seem very upset right now. And this seems very important. I'm in the middle of like three things right now. Can I call you back in three minutes? Can I give you my total attention? And they're going to say what? Yeah, sure. Okay. And then in three minutes, the phone call switched. They're done being as pissed off. You're calling back and you're making the phone call this time. Hey, I wanted to hear everything you had to say. Do you realize by just diffusing that by three minutes, you probably could take that down 50%? I love that you brought that up. I just did this like a month ago and I did like 90% of what you said. And it freaked. That's why I was like, Jason, it's funny in my business. And I'm trying to coach my team, um, about 20, 22 staff members. Um, from production to admin to sales of how to be like, instead of sending Jason, he'll figure it out. And cause if there's ever a complaint or a one-star review or pissed off yep. homeowner, um, rare. Uh, yeah. But when, but when they come, they send them to me and after they're done talking to me, it's the ROC complaint is dropped and it goes from a one star to a five star. Yep. Zero, like not like paying them off or any of that crap. It's literally just like, I hear them out. Yep. Hey, cool. Not a problem. But I've had it before too, where I was literally in my board shorts walking to the pool yes and the guy calls me he's like hey but fired up say, hey you know what their wife or husband's back they're going you better fix yeah. this get our get, money back get him get, get him. him get him get him yeah yeah 100 yep. and um uh and i said hey you know what i completely agree that you're pissed off i i'm sure that something happened and i would love to hear you out 
okay, I'm, I'm literally getting in the pool with my kiddos. It's going to take me an hour and a half. Can I call you back and we talk about it and, and I'll hear you out and we'll go yep. from there. Yep. And like I said, immediately, one, agreeing with them, you're pissed off. You're allowed to be they pissed off. They wanted attention. It's okay. Right? Did they want the money back or they wanted attention? They wanted attention. You well, never, never is, ask for money back. No. They don't want their money back. They yeah. want attention. They want to be heard and they want to be acknowledged. That one. Now, yep. here's the deal. We don't agree with people. We acknowledge them. So here's the words. Yeah, that's a good point. So good point. people say, okay, okay, uh, 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 I see that. I can't see that. I totally see why you might say that. I never want to get caught agreeing with you. So even if your wife's like, I'm so mad at you, blah, blah. Okay, I totally see why you're saying that. I see why you're saying that. I don't agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But I acknowledge that you're saying that. And if you say the word agree, that means that you agree, even though you say, I understand, indirectly you're saying, I agree, but you're not saying I understand the is the agree. worst thing you can ever say. I understand. It's not good. I understand you might as well cut him a check. I understand means the relationship's over. I totally see why you might say that. The amazing mm -hmm. thing is you give them the ownership. You have a right to say that. Because let me let my brain process here. Those, those, I love those the way you are, process. This is great. Yeah, so not the word agree, because it'd be like, uh, I'm not agreeing that we're a understand. shitty job. Yeah. And don't use the word understand. Nope. Understand either. Say that one more time. So, so if I say to you, listen, I understand. Conversation's over. I agreed with you. I have to now do what you tell me. Yeah. I gave you all the power. You know, Jason, I totally see why you might say that. You think I agreed with you, don't you? Or I totally see where you're coming from. That's another I totally see why you might say that. Because you just said it. Yeah. I don't understand where you're coming from. I totally see why you might say that. Yeah. It, could be, like, it could be utter bullshit and I don't believe you at all whatsoever. You tell me that you really think sheep are great and you think sheep are the new, you know, I totally see why you might say that. And you have every right to say that. Now, what's interesting is we still, you think I agreed with you, but I did not agree with you. Right. So someone's like, I'll give you an example. Like you ever give price to somebody? Giving them price for a roof? Sure. What was it? What's a roof go for? I just got mine redone too. I wish I would have known you sooner. I know. Yeah. 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 yeah but uh, 15 to 20 grand. Okay. I think I paid too much. You probably got a bigger 40 house. 40 or 50. <laughs> yeah. um, about 50. I got the nice, the gray, really cool. I had to go through the HOA. Gorgeous. It was a oh, yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah. But, um, PV? What's that? Uh, no, North Scottsdale. North Scottsdale. So yeah. what was interesting was we went through this process with the guy. And most people, what happens is I taught him this and he uses this technique all the time. When someone says it's expensive, what do we usually do when people say it's expensive? What's the normal reaction people have? Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I've been brainwashed, I guess. I would say I completely agree. That's, okay. that's, that's my natural reaction. Totally good. So um, why don't you, uh, I'll play a little game here real quick. Other people say, why? Why, why do you it's, think it's so expensive? It, I would say, tell me it's expensive. Uh, yeah, that roof, that price, that's way expensive. Actually, it's not. It's um, the going rate. It's just unexpected. Meaning mm -hmm. that I wish I would have known you five or six years ago. I would have told you, put away the money. Be ready for today. I really wish I would have known you sooner, but I didn't. Our price is very competitive, give or take 2 or 3% for everybody else. But it's unexpected. It's not expensive. It's just not a number you wanted to hear today. Oof. Now, what's amazing with that is I now take a word, expensive, and I switch it to unexpected. So the feeling you're having in your body is not that it's expensive. Mm. The feeling you're having is being unexpected. You got caught off guard. Yeah. I scared you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sticker shock. Price shock, whatever So, so what yeah. we're doing is like when someone says it's expensive, actually, it's not. It's the going rate. It's just unexpected. I really wish we would have saved for this. It would have been amazing if we would have known it was coming up. I wish when, how long have you owned this house? Uh, 13 years. Somebody should have told you 13 years ago, put away a couple of grand a year and you would have been, we wouldn't have noticed it. Wish yeah. I would have known you sooner. Apologize, not knocking on the door. So now that we know it's the going rate and we just keep going. 
So what's fascinating about it is we are now recondition what that word means. So when they go to their husband or wife later that night, well, you know, it is 30 grand, it's 20 grand, it's 15 grand. I guess, you know, it's just the cost it is. We change their feeling about it. So I got a question. I love questions. I hear this all the time. Um, Give me real stuff. This is great. Give me real stuff. When people say, oh, it's too too expensive, uh, some of the rebuttals that I hear are, well, you think $20,000 for a roof is expensive. Your house has cost $300,000 or $500,000, $1.5. That's expensive. This is nothing. That's reframing. That's bad or... It's great. It's better than nothing. Better than nothing. Yeah. The best thing to do... But from a perspective... The best thing to do is you want to feel for them because it is expensive. Anyone with a big ego and a big bank account, it's not expensive for them. They're teasing you. Yeah. Like I know the old technique when someone gives you a price. You go, yeah, the 40, 50 grand, you're like, bro, I have it. I just, you know, it's, sell me on it. Sell me why I should use you. It's, it's, or, it's annoying. Do you think they really didn't know the price? They knew the price. Yeah. They or, researched or, or it Or a ballpark. Night. Yeah. They knew a ballpark. Yeah. If or we're off the fourth by 30 quote. grand, maybe we're talking the wrong product, right? Mm-hmm. But if somebody, okay, so you say that, that's great. So what I like when someone says that, say, you know what? But my, my favorite thing is giving them one they've never heard because that one you gave them, they've heard, Correct. So if, if I understand the, the pattern of what you're doing, and this is, this is great, is you're telling them things that they've never heard. That's, you've done that twice. Yes. And that's like, it, it's powerful because the whole, normally people say, oh, you're too expensive. And I'm going to say, I completely agree. And you're like, but what did you say? You would say something as simple as this. Say, actually... That is the good. Actually, rate. it's not. Actually, so you're almost like throwing it back in their face. Actually, it's not. It's unexpected. And so, yeah. And I really make sure you say that unexpected though, because like actually, it's not. Then you're like, oh, because my you better gar- keep going. You said that to me. My guard actually, up it's not. For a second. And then you're like, well, what is it? It's unexpected. And if I would have known you 13 years ago when you bought the house, I would have prepared you for it. So the only real issue here is we just met, and I would have met you sooner. So nothing com- going right There's trigger nothing word. Nothing comfortable about spending fifty grand, twenty grand. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to buy a roof. It's not like there'll be a couple of days you're gonna like this. But look at me, my roof. There's nothing like we're not gonna play on it. Yeah. It's just necessary, and it's just one of those things. Yeah, and it's not even a want; it's a need <laughs> to figure that out. So, so the the whole purpose of this, like I, I talked about this when I saw you at the event we were at with Kent with my daughter. It's like. I remember the first time she went out there to, to figure skate and I remember telling her, Maya, go out there and win. And I saw her face. Like a lot of us don't pay attention to language. So I saw my daughter's face and instantly she said, okay. And then in that moment, I'm like, wait a second. She didn't understand the cue. What, what does she mean by what did me to win? And then I'm like, wait a second. She's never even competed before. How can I tell her to win? She never won anything Susan, in her yeah. life. So I said, Maya, go out there and show off. She goes, mm. okay, I can do that. So we've got to find a word that works for people that gives them what they want. Then she goes and wins. And now I can say, you know what you need to do to win because she's got like 64 trophies. So my, my question when you say the, the word win, the word win to you is something completely different than Maya? Yeah. Or your daughter. So the, the word win to her is completely It was almost a negative word. She didn't even know how to use it. How do, how do you know? Now you know that because she's your daughter and she's never won anything. And you know that you, you know the back in the backstory of that. How in, in the sales world, no matter what industry you're in, cars, roofing, yep. whatever, how do you, like if you use that word win, yep. how do you know whether to, like, are you almost guessing or? Well, what's the outcome? So let's just say you got sales reps, you want it to make you six gotta figures. You just got to do it let's and then just see. Say you got a guy selling one roof a year, he could sell 20. Guy wants to make six figures, let's just say he does. Never right. done it in his life. It's a dream, it's up here. It's the thing he does, wants, that doesn't do. 
So is it that we want him to make six figures or we want him to make more sales than he's currently making and believe in himself? Which is it? The second one. But we're always keep on saying six figures, seven figures, eight figures, nine figures. And people, if it worked, people, it would already, everyone would have it. It doesn't work. So our outcome is how do I get this person to believe in themselves and to break their current pattern that they have? So when we communicate with people with sales, it six figures is great. I'm glad you want that. My question is, are you open to having a better month this month? I never thought of it that way. Because a lot of times, like the people that are just going to make six, seven figures, they're just going to do it. They're type A people, they're dominant, they're going to make it happen. The ones that are struggling with this, they need to look at it a little differently. So instead of focusing on the year, how about we have a really, really good month, a week, or a quarter? Let's just pick something to get better at. Let's get better at hitting our results mm -hmm. than trying to get a number that we haven't gotten yet. Why, why month, week, year, quarter, or sorry, why pick, week, pick, month, pick or anything. quarter instead of pick year? Pick anything. Pick anything. I don't does care. It, oh, does it? Not really. I don't even okay. care. Like, you know what I want to get really good at? Let's get really good at not putting the discount in the price. Because you know some of your guys come out and they put the 10% in, the 5%, and things that shouldn't be there. They're taking their commission away, sure. as well as they're taking away the feeling for the buyer. Like, whatever they're taking off their own sure. money, right? Sure. So what we want to do is we want to say, let's get really good at charging the appropriate amount. Let's get really good at being honest with the people. Let's get really good at the certain things. So what we're doing is we're helping them get to the next step, not this ultimate goal. Mm. Because if they were the people that were going to be motivated for the ultimate goal, you would know by the second week of working with them. Interesting. So when it comes when it comes to we're going in so many directions. I know it's going to go crazy. Yeah, it's like if you have if you're on speed or Berlin, you would you're love this conversation. Great. You're doing great. You, you'd love this. Um, yeah, if you're S or a C, you'd be you'd you would you would have stopped ten minutes ago. Well, you're probably trying to take it apart. <laughs> oh yeah, or or take notes. Yeah. Um, when it comes to those that are listening, and yep. those are gonna be at the event. Yep. Small business owners doing a half a million to maybe two or three million. It's awesome. Um, probably five employees or less. Definitely yep. less than ten. Yep. Um, and in business, anywhere from one to three years. Yep. That's kind of our demographic. Okay, great. Um, and that's actually who I coach too. Fantastic. So I help people. They're become, lucky to have you. That's fantastic. Yeah. I was like, Hey, we're gonna go for a half a million. My goal is taking from a half a million to 10 million. Yep. As soon as possible. Yep. And depending on how, you know, how yep. hard you want to work and put it yep. in, let's roll. I did in three and a half years. So when it comes to them going through that, what advice would you give someone that is in that space? Because Brandon Dawson teaches that the average small business owner goes out of business in three years, yep. does less than $2 million in revenue and has less than 10 employees. Okay. How do you, how do you, what advice would you give to somebody that's in that grind to get out of that? Cause so many go and then they stop or quit or fail or however you want to phrase it. They, they, that's just the, the stereotype where that's where it ends. The dream ends. Okay. So Does that make sense? Is that, yeah. So very open in a question. Yeah, a very open in question. Give but, me a little more particular on where you want me to take that. Cause I have 50 things I could say. Okay. So someone that's going there. That, that's in that hustle. They're coming to that, the event. Right? They're coming to the event. They're walking away from the event. Walking the they're event. walking away from the event of their life to come to the event. Yes. Okay. So they're leaving their office. Yes. They're maybe bringing some other team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Which is smart. Bring, bring your sales managers, yeah, bring, right? Bring at least one person. Bring at least one person so you have someone to talk about it with. Or you can also even bring, I don't even care if you bring a competitor around the corner that you're friends with, you joke with, or a person that owns another business. They should have yeah. somebody in their life. Spouse. Bring a spouse. Or even like, you know a guy that owns two gyms in town or anything. It doesn't matter what industry they're in. Bring another business owner with you so you have someone to roll with afterwards. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. Anyone that's in sales. Yep. In a business. Anybody. Okay. So this person comes to the event. 
they walk away from what they're currently doing and they show up at here, correct? Yep. Give me the question one more time. What should they want to or need to take away from that event that they can implement into their business? Okay. The reason why is because I worked for my uncle for a decade and he went to all these conferences, went to all these things, took all these notes, read all these books and FTI, failure to implement. Yep. Didn't implement jack crap and he's a, he's a 35, 40 year old roofing company. He still is doing two or $3 million in revenue. Okay. And in three years, I did 10. And I'm like, huge disconnect, huge, like massive. So we don't want them to be your uncle. Yeah. Well, I just don't, I just don't want to be stuck. Like uh, I have an HVAC guy that has, it's a 10 year old HVAC company and they've averaged between like 750 and 1.2 for 10 years in a row. Okay. Okay. How do they get out of that? If they're okay with that, congratulations. You're okay with that. If you're not okay with that. Your coach isn't okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the, the reason I'm saying that is some people that's, that's their thing. And we got to accept that. My, nope. my dad's owned a flooring company in Gilbert for 40 yep. years. Yep. Same revenue, subs it all out, does all that stuff, lived a great life, but like he's never like wanted to try and blow it up and kill it and go crazy. Learn that about yourself. So I'll just be honest, I'm going to give you different advice than other people. And I coach people also, like if it's not your thing to go for gold and go for exceptional and you just want to be above average and be a good person, yeah. accept that, that's fine with you, but you probably wouldn't be going to the event, correct? Correct. If you're coming to the event, the first thing you got to do before you leave is you got to look at your business before you leave and go, this is wonderful what I've created, mm. but it's not what I'm capable of. And you've got to accept probably the hardest pill to swallow. And the biggest thing on our journey is when you show up, you've got to accept that you're not where you want to be in your life right now. And it's the hardest pill for all of us to swallow. We're doing better than we used to do. So the framing of this, this goes to more of my personal development portion of what I teach, is that we've got to accept that if we're not where we want to be in our life for a period of time or a week or a month, we're here right now. What we do in our lives currently, like we're making two, three, four million a year. We know we can make 20. There's an old part of you that was happy that you did that. So five years ago, seven years ago, you would have been thrilled that you're making $2 million a year. You've got to look in the mirror and go, a different person showing up at this event, a 35 year old man that has five kids in 10 years, I got that correctly, that runs a company that's done tens of millions of dollars, that's very successful, that runs a podcast. What is that guy capable of? So I think the biggest realization we need to realize is the right person has to show up at the event. This is the first part, is that the person you are today with all these good things you have going on, that's the person at the event, not the broke person trying to figure it out. Mm. Do you know that 99% of the people walking in that room are still think they're who they used to be? And they're fighting, they're old. How do I prove and hold it on? That's step one. Step two is, we don't have to implement everything. Sorry, before step two. Yes. Step one is that, so that is basically not programming, but getting in the right mindset going into the event of basically you need to bury your old self. And You've and, maxed out the old you. Congratulations. Yay. You did great. You got a nice car. You got a house. You, you got your wife or husband, whatever it is. Do you know what I'm saying? You got yeah. a good life. Level up though. Congratulations. The old you is proud. You have won. Level one, congratulations. I used to play Contra when I was a kid on Nintendo. You've succeeded at level one. You have now beat. Now, the next question is, if you want to level up, it's not going to be as challenging if you have the right person getting the keys. Meaning, the like I I couldn't get my book done for years, right? I was writing my book for nine nine years. I was working on my book, right? Nine years? Nine years. And my buddy uh, Tucker Max was talking to me about it at the time. Tucker said to me, he goes, Michael, why can't you get this thing done? I'm like, oh, I know what I wanted to say. I've spoke all over the world. And one day I'm on a podcast, my buddy Brad, and I said, I said to Brad, I said, Brad, what can a, how old are you, Brad? And Brad goes, I'm 39. I go, what can a 39-year-old man that's traveled the world, that's made tens of millions of dollars, what can that guy do? 
And then I realized myself, I was letting a nine-year-old boy try to write the book that had ADD and trouble in school. Mm. So a lot of us have given the keys to our business to a six-year-old insecure person that got picked on in high school. And we're trying to prove a point. If you give the business keys to a successful person that's got it this far, they'll take it to the next step. I know there's just psychology, but we need to recognize, I wanna meet that person. That person takes risks, that person hires a coach, that person buys the tickets, that person shows up, and that person will implement. The next part is about implementation. You gotta look at the event like Netflix. Do you have Netflix? Uh, we well, shouldn't have oh, it, but we have this. Prime, yeah, yeah, prime video, yeah. Prime video, sure. we, have, we have these yeah. things, right? Are you ever gonna use everything on Prime Video? Nah. Are you ever gonna use everything that all the speakers share? No. All you've gotta walk away with is one idea implementable. So the way that I implement ideas- Oh, I, you're, you're magic number's one. One is all you need. Yeah. It's one. If one thing makes a difference, if one thing gets now, you might do five because these are overachievers, right? But if they pick up one thing, think about the use of their time. How long is the event? Uh, nine hours. Nine hours. And in nine hours, you pick up one thing that you can use for the next nine years. Make your fortune. So what I like to do is when I go to an event, I figure out one thing that I can use. Then what I do is I'm probably gonna look at three or four that I'm gonna use. Three or four that I'm gonna use and I pick the one that I can implement the quickest. So mm. we just gotta find one thing that we can do. And also the cool thing is have somebody come with you or send it to somebody back home and go implement this immediately. Because just like your uncle, you may not implement it. But in the middle of the event, you might say, hey, Michael's got a good technique. Go to our... Uh, how to save a sales slide and make sure we send um, Rhonda this. I don't know who Rhonda is, but we can figure that out. But we send that over. So what I typically tell people at event is you got to frame the whole thing correctly for yourself. Number one is have the right person show up. Number two, if have appropriate expectations. You are going to get overloaded at the event. We are going to give you way more than you need, but it's not about you. It's going to be Andy's going to share something. You're going to share something. Nick's going to share something. Somebody's going to give something that's right for one of the hundreds of people there. You just don't know which your thing is gonna be. You gotta give it the full nine hours and you gotta realize it's not gonna happen immediately. And if you're coming there to double your business, you're not gonna double your business there. You're gonna double your business with an idea or triple your business with an idea that gets implemented in your business. We don't do the doubling in the nine hours, do we? No. We get the idea in the nine hours. Right. And we take the idea and we spread it out over the course of the years. Yeah, so I do business audits every 90 days. That's so, because awesome. we, we have our mastermind. I picked the right number then, 90. Yeah, we have, our, we have our mastermind every 90 days. That's great. So, and we normally have an event the day before just because they're already there doing the jam. So, uh, this one, we're going to, we have the event Wednesday, and then literally same place, Thursday and Friday, we're going to have Fantastic. Our, our mastermind. So, I, I've been just from hearing and, and being to all the stuff, uh, they talk about, that was the biggest thing, is all these notes and all these ideas, and I'm like, you have 10 or 15 of those ideas? That's great. Circle one. Highlight one, whatever it is. I say three if you're an overachiever and if yep. you really got your crap dialed in. Um, some people do, but like yep. I feel like they take five or six or seven and then they do, they start all of them yep. and they get 10 or 20% done and they do accomplish nothing. But they are exhausted after the 90 days when they come back and I'm like, what'd you implement? They're like, well, we dabbled in this and dabbled in this and that. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, pick one. You come back and you and you crushed and you slayed it and you like went 10x and 100% at that thing. Like, yes. It's going to change your business yes. and your life yes. and more likely your income. Yes, immediately. So when I, when I go to events, I go to masterminds, I go to events, I, I, I pick one thing. I mean, I don't, I don't sit there like, a lot of people are taking it so logical. Okay, got it. Michael's advice, take one. Folks, sometimes I take notes, sometimes I don't take notes. I don't put the pressure on myself. I never know who's going to teach me what. Here's the greatest reason you need to attend. And this is, if you're on the fence and you're thinking about this right now, you could put earplugs in while you're there and put a blindfold on. 
The fact that you're physically leaving your business for a minute, your mind will go through new thoughts. This is what most people don't realize. We have a regimen of what we do. You wake up, even just you putting on the event changes your regiment that day. The kids go somewhere different, something changes. Mm -hmm. So you leaving your facility and getting on a plane or getting in a car and coming to the Sexy Business Summit, when you get there and you decide that you're gonna be there and you're gonna get to the event, you could literally do nothing, talk to nobody, do nothing. Your mind will come up with new ideas for your business even if all the speakers were muted in your brain, even if literally you didn't like anybody there, just the fact that you left your business- Take action. That's the action. That's the biggest win. What most people don't recognize, it's physically believing that there's something better out there than what you're doing opens up the door to learning. Mm -hmm. Just so happens you got the greatest speakers and sales trainers in the world all in one place. I don't right. know how you did that, but congratulations. Pulled it off. So Train. I just tell everybody, it's like literally decide to attend and you've already got 99% done. Mm -hmm. The heaviest door is the one that opens up the um, the event. Space. You show up. You show, show up. up. Show up. Show you up. show up. It works. And then the question is, you can go to work afterwards. You just got to take one thing to make a difference. And it's the littlest one thing. You never know what it's going to be. I, I remember I was watching um, a gentleman years ago. I would just call him Dean for an example. And he was at an event, and he shared something. He looked at me. He goes, dude, he came up to me after. He goes, you're going to implement that. I go, absolutely. I already told my team to do it. And it was something with at an event, to literally offer the two people two conversations. If you're a S or C and you still wanna think about it, we're gonna leave you over here with a guy that can really help you with that. And if you're in a D and an I, we're gonna do it over here because I wanna be respectful to give you the appropriate conversation. He said something like that. I applied it the next day, put 500,000 bucks in my pocket. Dirty. He was just literally talking about something and I didn't realize it, it was the most beautiful thing in the world that the, the thinkers want a different conversation and we have to honor them where people are ready to go and we have to honor them. So by giving them a chance to split and teach these guys the benefit of being a dominant achiever that wants to go for more was a gift. And I watched him do that and I, I came back to him afterwards. I go, here's the best part. I've done it seven other times since then. Sometimes 300, sometimes 200, sometimes 600. But what's fascinating is a lot of times we think we implement it once, we can implement it over and over again. He didn't mean to teach that. He was just talking about something he did. It was what's called a throwaway. Sometimes mm. the throwaways at the event are the biggest wins. Yeah. The, the little Randolph or even the little side conversation in the hallway. Like, I got nothing under the nine hours, but that one little two or three minute little spiel. Uh, Carlos Reyes did that to me. At, I like Carlos. Carlos a good dude. Yeah, literally in the hallway before we even came in and press record and talked, he literally talked to me about the buckets, right? The transactional, the transformational and get the hell away buckets. Yep. And uh, like that it totally changed my, my life and my brain and every way I go about it. And he wasn't even in the podcast studio yet before it happened. So it's crazy how that happens. Okay. So Michael Burnoff, July 19th, Tempe, Arizona, sexy sales Get your tickets, bring somebody like Michael said, come and you bring somebody one, because you're going to pass off the information. Yep. It'll, they'll help them keep you accountable and come up with the ideas. Or maybe you had a little, uh, and my let calls it the million dollar P break. Yep. Right. That kind of stuff. Um, that being said, Thank you for coming, by the way. Uh, this, this, Thank you for being here. This is fantastic. And, yeah. and the one thing I'm going to add about, get go to the website, and I really want to think about it. While you're there, I want you just to just look in the mirror and really, really think to yourself, am I really accepting where you're at in your business? The fact that there is a place that you can go, and we live in a world where you can get in your car, and you can be around people that have already done what it is you're going to do, and you don't have to figure it out yourself. I think the biggest challenge with entrepreneurs is we want to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when, which is really a form of insecurity because I sat with a friend the other day and this, this is weird that I said this. 
I'm teaching him how to skate so we could do this daddy-daughter skate. And I taught him how to skate in a week. And, and then now he wants to play hockey. And I got to teach you to play hockey. And then I said, you know, it'd be really cool if you teach me how to play golf. And, I, and, and you saw the reaction. I'm like, did I just say that out loud? I just admitted that I don't know how to play golf. I can hit the ball great. I've hid from playing golf for years because I'm a type A. I'm going to really get someone to help me. So this guy is, plays with pros and all this stuff. So he's going to help me with golf. And I thought about that for a second. Why would I go out there and try to figure it out myself when there's a guy that wins championships and purses and stuff that wants to help me? So you've put something together. You've spent the money, the time, and I have not cheap to put an event on. And all they have to do is go to a website, click a little thing, spend a couple, invest a couple dollars, choose to understand that not only is it tax deductible, but here's the coolest part. It's not a purchase. It's an investment in their future. And that's not even just using the word investment. A personal development investment, it's not even what you're going to get that weekend. It's a 10-year projection. So if the right. IRS knew about this, they'd be coming after you for capital gains. Because oh, yeah. they'd want to know, like, dude, you turn that one thing into 50000 bucks, and you only spend it. How much is the ticket? Four ninety-seven. 500 bucks. you turn into $5,000, you owe capital gains. You don't owe capital gains here. That's the coolest thing about personal development is the, hidden, the greatest hidden investment strategy in the world. Learn one thing, use it over and over again, and all you've got to do is grow your business. So I just challenge everybody as you're watching this like to, to really think about this. And then also think of somebody you care about. Like I don't get anything for promoting the event other than I'd love to help you in your business. Biggest gift I, I believe that we get is if, you, if we help entrepreneurs out, we, we run the world. It's either that or, or the, we just let the big corporations take over. Us, small to mid-sized businesses, to on our way to big businesses, we are going to get taken over by the big dogs if we don't support each other. So think of the other business owners, even if you bring your competitor. I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Or a roofing person. Who do roofing people work with? Painters, right? Oh, they work with we siding power people. Partners. Power partners. Bring your power partners so all of you know how to do this. We get our text threads going because I'm going to show you some stuff at this event that you will never communicate with your team and people ever again. I will share with you something that when you, my session alone, if you heard nobody, anything else anybody say, you're gonna walk away and go, dude, every sales setting I ever walk in for the rest of my life, I will never say anything I ever said again. You will literally frame anybody from the moment you walk in in 15 seconds or less. So go to that website and really make certain the right you shows up on that site. Beautiful. I just yeah. get excited. Yeah, the fastest, well, I love that you say that because the fastest way to, that I believe, a little little last second plug here is the fastest way that I like Jason, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? And how'd you do it? And how are you doing it? And this and that. And I said, dude, I was like, it's like Zelda, like cheat codes, yep. Super Mario. Like it's cheat codes. What do you do? I don't need to learn. I don't need to spend years and years and years. Pace Morby taught this perfectly. He's like, Michael Burnoff is the master communicator. Spent decades yep. learning it. I don't need to spend decades learning communication. I need to be friends with you and I need to tap into yes. your wheelhouse. Yes. And now I can use that to for my benefit and we both win yes like that's what that's what a coach and a mentor does like it is it is the the ethical and the moral and legitimate way of cheating in life you, in business you should never ever ever like find somebody who doesn't know how to do it and ask him how to do it but if there's someone that's done it before there's something you can learn from them right like with my, my daughter with coaching like her coach has taken the only person that from arizona that's ever went to the olympics is her coach it's probably a good coach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she's helping her. It's the appropriate one to work with right now. Why would I ever try to teach her myself or say something stupid like, Maya, go figure it out yourself. Yeah. That's stupid. If there's people out there and you've taken, and here's the cool part is, dude, you're, you're doing the hard part. You had to put the people together, get the podcast together, get the marketing together. You did, every, you did everything. You did the hard work. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is go to a website, 
swap down a credit card, get yourself a ticket, and then get in your car and drive over here. That's it. That's exciting. I'm excited. We got it. Yeah, we do it yeah. now. Let's go. Can we go now. Let's go, man. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Have Anything else? Nope. Michael Burnoff, guys. Uh, thanks for being here. Appreciate you all. And uh, we'll see you on July 19th. Appreciate it. Let's go. See you guys.